We got a big one. It's a big one today. My guest, Michael Glamucci, joins me on Songs That Changed You. Hi, my name is Aiden, and in the early 2000s, Mike was everywhere in the Christian circles. Of course, famous for his song Healer, released by both Hillsong and Planet Shakers, and then in 2008, he had a very big public falling out. I won't go into all the details here, but a quick Google search will allow you to find out everything. And it was a huge moment for not only him, but also for the broader Australian church. Today, Mike shares all, and I'm very grateful that he came on, he opened up so much, and trusted me. If you're a new listener and you like what you hear, please subscribe and check out our back catalogue of great episodes. I would highly recommend Nicole Smith's episode back in May, where she actually talked about Mike's song, Healer, and the impact it still has on her to this day. Right now, though, please enjoy Michael Glamucci. Portions of the day's programming are reproduced by means of electrical transcriptions or tape recordings. Songs that changed you. Back with another episode of Songs That Change You. I'm excited today to sink our teeth into another song that has changed somebody's life, affected it in a big way. And my guest today joining me in the studio, a dad of three. Uh, He runs a small community church, and that's how he wanted to be introduced. Nothing more, nothing less. Uh, Michael Glamucci, how you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you so much for uh, for coming in. Uh, Thanks for having me. Now, for those that don't know you, do you yep. want to tell us a little bit about yourself sure. and, and what life looks like in 2023 for those that might remember you from back in the day and, Absolutely. you know, fast forward 15 years or so? Yeah, well, we, uh, my wife and I, my three kids, we uh, run a mission organization in the western suburbs of Adelaide uh, called Lighthouse City Mission. It keeps us pretty busy. We uh, provide food, clothing and a community of support to people in need in our community in the western suburbs, in particular Port Adelaide. We also run a small community church that is made up of people that have come through our community centre and the mission have been reaching out for support in their faith or the reason we do what we do is uh, the extension of God's love for people and and people um, that have responded to that and uh, asking questions of faith and we've gathered people together and uh yeah just seeing god do a great work in people it's a a very uh interesting room i guess i've been involved in church for a long time and i don't think i've ever been involved in church community quite like this the room is predominantly made up of people who are either new to faith or on a journey of discovering the love of god and uh it makes for an interesting, an interesting uh, chapel service and family dinner, and but it's just great. We would, uh, we wouldn't want to be doing anything else, and so yeah, it's great. What made you want to get involved in this version of church? Uh, I guess I want to put it because yeah. you know there's lots of different ways. You said you, to to act out God's love, but absolutely, why this sort of area? I th- I think for me, and you know, for those of you that know my journey and my story. And it really kind of ties back, I think, even into the song that we've chosen to talk about today. When you've been through things and you feel like there's no hope for you, and then you encounter the true love and the grace of God, and it answers that that question in your heart that that His love will reach anybody. And I think for Amanda and I, 
with everything that we've been through and everything that I I did, and you know, a massive fall, uh, public failure, um, a life of addiction, and you know, going through detox and 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 coming through that whole that whole time. I think we've got a passion for people that maybe have no hope, or or maybe it's people that that maybe wouldn't be reached through the conventional ways that we've known church to be. Sure, yeah. And so for us, it's it's like, who's going to preach the good news to these people? And we just have a passion and a desire that I think stems ultimately from the fact that we were, or I was so lost and so broken, and yet God's love reached me. And if it works within the four walls, we, we just believe in the power of gospel to, of the gospel to work outside the four walls and we've just seen God move in the most incredible ways in people's lives and and I truly believe that you're more than the mistakes that you've made you're more than what you've done and what's been done to you and uh, I guess our life's mission now is to provide spaces where people can encounter the love of God and experience the grace of God in tangible ways but that maybe aren't awake at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning and and ready to put on the Sunday best. (laughs) More than your mistakes, I really like that because I feel like we live in a world at the moment that's very quick to cancel people, yeah. very quick to, you know, you made a mistake, you're out, you are cast aside and, and you're, you're done sort of thing in that internet pile on. And you're absolutely right. People need that second chance. People need that third, fourth chance, you yeah. know, those those opportunities to still grow and change and, and progress in life even if society says you're not allowed to. Yeah, 100%. And I, I think that that is the love of God. Yeah. That is the the scandalous nature of the grace of God. And maybe, you know, in the first part of my life, I think I loved God with my whole heart. I just don't think I had any clue who he was. And it was through the brokenness of my life. And, and really, to be honest with you, uh, encountering God was the last thing that I expected to happen because I felt like I had done everything to put up that wall and I, I was too far gone. Yeah, uh, God's love could never reach me. But yet in the deepest, darkest moment of my life, in the, in the wake of the mistakes that I'd made and the painful things that I'd done and the pain I'd caused to people through disastrous mistakes that I made in my life, it was in that space and in that moment, I was actually um, in an institution at the time when I encountered the love of God and the, the shock around that moment for me was, what are you doing here? You were the last person that I expected to find in this moment, but yet it was the grace of God in that moment that transformed me. And I think that that's the beauty of the God that we serve. As you say so beautifully, it's first first chance, second chance, third chance, fourth chance. His grace is unmerited. It's not based on what we do or don't do. And this song um, is all about his love reaching me. This was in my, in my sort of detox and recovery time. This song was on repeat, 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 because I'd lived a life where I felt like the responsibility was on me to reach him. And the whole time he was reaching me, his love was reaching me, his grace was reaching to me. And and I just want to encourage anyone that's listening that feels maybe like you're too far gone or it's too dark or you've, you've d- done too much wrong or too much wrong has been done to you. There is hope in the name of Jesus. There is grace. There is a father, a father of grace who, who desires to be with us and to restore us and to take the broken pieces 
of our life and to put them back together. He's the Redeemer. He's the Redeemer. He takes it all and puts it back together. And on a weekly basis now in, in the mission and through our church community, what an incredible joy and what a picture of God, the Redeemer, that we can talk openly about the mistakes that we've made, that I've made, talk openly about the journey of addiction. And the, the journey is far deeper than people know. Um, it's a lifelong journey to see the tears that have been cried that were painful tears be used as healing balm in people's lives where they can look at me and say, if God has done that for you and he can restore you, well, then I've got hope he can help me, he can save me. And to be able to lead people in prayer and to be able to minister to people from that place of brokenness and see God do what only God can do. He is our hope. He is our strength. And it's his grace. (laughs) It's his grace, not what we do. It's his grace that picks us up and puts our lives back together. We should mention the song, You Are My Strength, is the song that you've chosen from Reuben Morgan. It came out in 2007, 2007, as people say. I always get confused whether, at what point did we change from 20 to 2000? And anyway, it's from the Savior King album. You are my strength, strength like no Strength like no You mentioned that you really clinged on to this song or this song really spoke to you when you were going through so much. Absolutely. Um, I think it probably annoyed everyone that was around me at that time. Because it was on repeat. It was on repeat. Um, And I think it was something that um, the simplicity of just shifting the direction of understanding that that God's love is not something that I have to climb a mountain to get to. God's love is something that was shown to us on top of that mountain in my life on the cross. And my life is now not lived to gain anything. My life is lived from the place of receiving everything I could have ever hoped for in Christ. And and this, this lines in this song that just speak about his love reaching to me was a picture that transformed so much of the way that I, I mean, I've written so many songs myself, songwriter, written songs about God's love and God's grace. Um, I can honestly say openly with you, a lot of those songs were part of me. Maybe it's a theology of penance where it's like, if I can just write this, it'll make it better. If I can just do this, it'll make it better. And I, and I think we all experience that from time to time, different times in our life where we feel like we need to earn God's love 100%. or do something to get it more of it. Or- 100%. And I think when all the lights go out and you're literally sitting in an institution, institutionalized, locked up, a danger to self, danger to society, and you're like, it's done. Everything's done. Every, it's, it's it's gone. Everything that I thought was a value, it's gone. Everything that I had was gone. Uh, you know, at the time, uh, our marriage, we were separated. Every, everything that I could imagine, it was me and my, my two dogs and my parents. And in in those moments of feeling like, I can't do anything now. I can't fix anything. I can't do anything to make it better. And I... I can't do anything now. Like, how can I gain God's love and approval? Because I can't do anything. And I guess to experience 
his love and grace in such a real way in that season in my life. This song played a massive part of it in in that picture of his love's reaching to me. And that, that picture, I guess, of the prodigal son and the father and a son who is coming home and trying to work out, maybe I can serve, maybe I can do this, and maybe I can make it right by doing A, B, C. And in the middle of all of that, off in the distance comes the father running. And he runs to him and he, he doesn't run and engage in that conversation of what I need you to do for me as my son. The conversation is all around come to me. I love you. I want you home. Here's a ring. Here's shoes. Here's a, and, and that whole that whole picture of God's love that reaches to us is something that's just, it has transformed us. And in those darkest times in, in, in my life, this song, <laughs> he showed himself to be my strength. He was my hope. He is my hope. In the fullness of his grace, <laughs> he lifts me up. I don't climb up. He lifts me up. His love washes over us. It's deeper. It, it's higher than the mountains of my mistake. His, his love is bigger. It's stronger. It's greater than anything uh, that I've done, good or bad. His love is unconditional. He loves us and the love of the Father is something that I believe this song began to reform uh, my view of the love of God in my life. You would have heard it before this point, obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I guess when you're living a life earning, you sing it a certain way. And then when life is on the garbage heap, and, and to- totally understanding that that's where I, I needed to be. It, that was the reality of my life. Um, but yet to those words, when I think that I'm in control compared to those words, when I'm completely out of control and I'm completely lost and I'm completely in the dark, and the light of God's love just shone through these words to me. And, and uh, you know, on the way here this morning, just playing, playing it. And I can't, I can't listen to this song without weeping. Because it, it not only reminds me of a season in my life, but it also just reminds me again of just the magnitude of the Father's love for us. How do you do that? I, I'm blown away by your honesty right now. How, you've got your daughter here in the room with us. How are you so honest and willing to share? Because I, I, I don't know that I could. I'm, I'm honestly gobsmacked at how open you are. I lived 28 years in the dark. I lived 28 years with superficial relationships and friendships because people focus on 2008 and, and the moment that, you know, an element of the brokenness of my life became public. But the, the journey was a lot longer and a lot deeper and a lot darker. And I, you know, every relationship, you know, be it siblings, parents, uh, friends, you know, even within our marriage, that because of the, the reality of who you know you are, you keep everyone at arm's length. Because if you really knew who I was, um, I risk to lose the love and the friendship that you've given me. And so I would, when your value is tied up in that, you'll do anything to stop people knowing how broken you are. Yeah. When you have a revelation of God's love who meets us in our brokenness, I've got no reason to hide. I've got no reason to, whether, and even people listening, whether you say once a charlatan, always a charlatan or, you know, whatever, next episode. My value is no longer tied up in people's opinion of me. My value is not 
settled by how popular or unpopular I am. I, I Through this journey of brokenness in my life, I have truly come to a revelation of just how loved I am by the Father. And so what I've loved over the last 15, over, it's over 15 years now is the relationships that I have made because they're deep, they're real, they're genuine, they're open. Yeah. I, I feel like I've made relationships and even our church is made up with a lot of people who maybe feel like they don't fit anywhere else because they can't be open and honest about who they really are. But in in a community, and I believe what the Lord's establishing you know, at Lighthouse and, and in all its forms is a place where people can be open, um, a, pe- a place where people can be broken but open and see the healing hand of God come and meet them in their brokenness and begin to do a work of restoration in their life. And so for me, openness isn't an option. I've lived in the dark and I've lived closed for a long time, over half of my life. And I, I guess when the sun sets free is free indeed. And and I, I guess too, I, I'm not a big believer that this is my story. I'm a believer that this is his story. I'm I'm a supporting actor in this movie. He is the lead actor. This is a story of God's grace and redemption. And so if I if I belittle or hide the brokenness or the sin in my life, I'm also belittling and hiding the greatness of God's love and mercy that was poured out for me. So, you know, I'm we're an open book where um and we we do everything even with our children, you know, to to talk about God's love and his grace and his forgiveness and it's not a love you can earn. It's it's not a love that you can work your way into. It's a love that has been poured out for you. The evidence of that love is Christ's death on the cross. This was the price that the Father paid just so he could have a relationship with us. Wow. What a God we serve. Yeah. I think we all have, obviously not to your higher degree, but we all have those elements of our personality that we do want to hide, that we do want to you know, keep to ourselves and not let anyone into mm. and and to, to hear that it's very freeing and humbling, like to go, yeah, it does not matter. It does not matter other people's opinion. It only matters God's love. Yeah, and I think that was part of the uh, the longer journey of my life was caring so much and wanting to please people so much. And then look where I am. Which we all up. have. We all yeah, have uh, that. absolutely. And it's life controlling. Mm. And and I think that uh, for whatever reason, you know, environments and situations and things that happen to us, you know, um, you begin, I guess, to, to, to have this duality. If we don't understand the Father's love in a real way, that we create a version of ourselves that we think is acceptable. But for me, understanding that when I was achieving or when I was performing um, or when I was perceived to be doing well and being invited to speak all over the world and that the Lord's love for me was not greater than his love for me when I'm locked up in an institution, danger to self, danger to society, and he met me there. That shattered my thinking. That shattered my heart to think that this is the God that that I love. I love the Lord. Never intended to hurt anyone with the decisions and the mistakes that I made, but I... I guess I just didn't understand fully and know who he was. And it was through, it doesn't have to be this way for everyone, but it was through the extreme brokenness of my life that I came to an understanding of his amazing grace that saved a wretch like me. But that's not our 
song today. <laughs> are you still writing music? Yeah, writing a lot of music. Yeah. It's a little bit different. A lot of our songs are written in our church community. It's it's a really uh, motley crew and, and um, a lot of the songs that we write are kind of in the moment sometimes to settle down something that's happening in the center at the time. You know, you jump on the keyboard quickly and just begin to sing and it's always been a, a way, I guess, for me that I have communicated with the Lord. Like it's been part of a, a love relationship, I guess. So that's continued all the way through. And we write a lot at home and, you know, a little bit between chopping onions and making lasagnas and, and heading out to the remand center or doing whatever we're doing. Sure. Um, so the time is a little bit different. But um, yeah, we are definitely still writing. When you're writing music, are you writing it? thinking about those that are going to receive it and those that are going to hear it? Or are you more thinking about it what you're going through with God or I what you're bit, wanting I think to. it's a bit of both. I think because of the world that we live in, I guess our desperation is different. I guess our the things that we cry out to God for and the thing that remains the same is we're exalting Jesus when we're writing songs and, and we're, we're focusing on Him. But the points of, of need in our life, which is another thing, you know, we, we write songs as prayers. Now, the things that I guess are burdens in our heart are very different over the last three and a half years. It's it's Lord, would you give me a heart to reach these like these broken people? I'm just being really open here. In a time of personal devotion, my love has run out, Lord. I'm done. I don't know if I can do this anymore. Can you help me to love like you love? Can you give me that Second Corinthians revelation that it's the love of the Father that's comforted me, that I will now comfort others with the love I've received. Lord, can I not do this in my strength? Lord, will you help me love when I can't love anymore? Will you help me to reach those that I, in my heart, feel unreachable? There's a bit of that tone that comes out in my in my personal sort of writing these days because life's different. Yeah. I think the songs are a little bit different. With a church which is pr- predominantly 70, it would be about 70% of people in a room church on a Friday night, like last night, 70% of the people in the, in the room, Jesus is a new word to them. You've got to go so, real basics. Oh, we, and and yeah. a lot of people can't read. A lot of people, and we preach, we preach the gospel, but people will remember songs. And so there's a simplicity in, in the songs, I guess, that we write and sing, I'll say congregationally, it's a pretty spiritual word, but like as, as a church family, as a community, that we feel a responsibility to sing songs like the one that we're talking about today that reiterate and reinforce who the Father is, who Jesus is, what he has done, and then an encouragement and exhortation to lift him and to glorify him and to exalt Jesus above. It's hard, you know, at the end of a church service where you've got some people that are going home to a warm bed and others are going to under the bridge 50 meters away from our, our, our building. And so... It's not as neat and nice as it has been, I guess, in 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 what I've experienced in church in the past. So, you, what do you do? How, how does this this song mean, relate to relate both. to everybody? Yeah. And so we kind of go, well, let's bring this right back. Let's it's just simple. Let's just sing about the goodness of God. We're gonna put the song on for everyone now. You don't have to sit through it. It's gonna be it's pre-recorded, so it'll it'll play when this oh, all edits all together. But the song is Reuben Morgan and Hillsong Worship. You are my strength, Mike. I can't thank you enough for coming in and being so open and sharing so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, absolute pleasure. I love you heaps. You are my strength. Strength like Strength like no other. 
This episode of Songs That Change You was recorded on the land of the Ghana people. Each episode is produced, edited, and hosted by Aidan Grant. That's me. 
I'd like to also thank Zach Spencer for additional audio assistance and Pastor David Hall for helping support the show. If you like what you heard, please leave a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. Or if you want to get in touch, maybe you have a guest suggestion or any kind of feedback, please email aidengatehotmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>